Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Here For It. I am here at the Heels to Heal Resort Center in St. Pete, Florida, with Miss Melissa Mihawk. Hey, Melissa, how are you doing? Good, I'm great. How are you? Good. I'm so happy that you took the time to do this because um, tell us a little bit about what your role is and what Heels to Heal is. Sure. So I am uh, the CEO, Executive Director of Heels to Heal. And um, I'm actually also the founder of the organization. The organization was founded in 2009. And uh, my role is as an executive director, just making sure that the organization runs to its full capacity and we can fulfill our mission that um, is identified to the public. Wow. So you've been, you've been in this position for a while. You started this all the way back 2009. Yes, so 11 right. years you're going yes. on. So what brought you into, what, what, what is your <clears throat> drive and passion into this, into helping people that are um, survivors of domestic violence? Sure. So I started the organization um, based on my personal experience as a sexual assault survivor. Um, my experience was pretty brutal, uh, going through being at work and uh, have been attacked and uh, had a gun to my head and raped. And so it was a very brutal situation that led me on a journey of learning more about um, counseling and um, therapy for those that have been affected by abuse. And uh, as, as, you know, 11 years ago, being a professional educated woman that um, really needed the help, I wasn't able to find quality counseling services in the St. Petersburg community. So based on that, I was actually driving to uh, Davis Island in Tampa two to three times a week to get quality counseling services. And it really was an eye-opening experience to see what is really happening in Tampa Bay and the number of cases that are out there that a lot of those uh, cases that don't get reported, cases that are just swept under the rug and nobody really speaks about them and I, I think it's really important to have quality counseling services uh, available for those that have been affected by abuse, but also um, quality services that are affordable or free. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of people can't afford mm -hmm. counseling services. Mm -hmm. And so this program helps fund those services. For yeah, free. yeah. You're so, you're so right, because I, I'm currently at a homeless shelter, working at a homeless shelter, and there's so yep. many women that come in from fleeing DV, and it, when you, you ask the question, would you like to go to counseling, they say, yes, but I can't afford it. Mm -hmm. I can't do that. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm sitting here, I'm homeless, I don't have any money to do that. How am I going to pay for counseling sessions? And if mm -hmm. you're going to private practices, what's that, one, two hundred dollars? And you need, you should be going every week. Yes, absolutely. And so even though the 12 free sessions is not enough, it really at least gets them started um, and immediate you know, results can be seen. And even if it's just reducing some of the symptoms, the PTSD, the mm -hmm. anxiety, understanding what's going on in your brain, understanding the trauma that's happening in your mind and doing trauma narratives and just understanding that this is all normal mm -hmm. when it comes to being exposed to abuse. Um, so I think all of that helps a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, thank you for sharing your story. That's really brave of you. And it's even more braver for you to go out into the community to help others to really realize this. You. So you could kind of see the pattern in yourself throughout mm -hmm. going to therapy. Mm -hmm. You could mm -hmm. 
you were using the trauma narratives and yes. other techniques. Absolutely. And my my um my counseling was pretty extensive. Mm-hmm. I was definitely beyond 12 sessions and mm-hmm. as a matter of fact, I was going through counseling for 2 years. Mm-hmm. And um it really helped me a lot. It made me learn so much about myself, learn about um you know what was going on with my my um anxiety and mm-hmm. panic attacks and PTSD and everything that was going on. And really be able to rebuild and um, just you know take some they say gifts from the garbage. It's just really realizing what gifts and you know then it led to realizing this is kind of a purpose driven mission to take something that was such a horrible experience and turn it into a, a positive where I can actually help others and really make sure that people that need these services can get these services. Yeah, you can connect to them because you've been through it. Yes. So if a survivor is sitting there, and because it's scary to go to counseling for the first time. It is. You know, you don't want to talk about your experience to relive that. Exactly. So if they can see you kind of doing that Mm -hmm. and not only being the face of Heels to Heal, but being the face who has been through it, Mm -hmm. that's really inspiring to a lot of clients. Absolutely. And our our, um, survivors that go through the program are are walking, they're walking proof of, of how effective um, this trauma therapy is. And, um, you know, just through our testimonials, through our video testimonials, we've been able to just really share and show how brave these survivors are. And by going through these sessions and really committing to their healing, it really does make a difference. And they are also just such great examples of how they came from such a horrible situation. Mm -hmm. And through this trauma therapy, they were able to just, um, you know, evolve and grow right. and Rise heal above. and become stronger. And um, it's a pretty amazing yeah. process to see. And, you know, and, and, it, and, you know, there are those that maybe, you know, they're not um, committed to their healing and, mm-hmm. and you have to be ready. Mm-hmm. And some situations, some people are just not ready. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they have to be ready to make that change, to break that cycle of abuse they have to be ready to step forward and say, I need to do this. And um, so that's an important because not everybody has a situation like mine where it was a unfortunate attack. Um, we have those cases, but there's also, you know, those that have been, you know, enduring abuse for a very long time. Right, and, like in a relationship mm-hmm, or something or like that. They have the child, kids, right. Has, you know, they've been abused as a child and they keep, following these patterns Mm -hmm. and until they break that pattern and break that cycle it takes work Mm -hmm. you know it doesn't happen overnight and it takes work and it takes work with the counselor it takes um you know homework it takes practice and you know that is the work that that needs to be done and um so the results are amazing when you do commit to your healing it's it's like everything committing to Mm -hmm. you know healing committing to your growth committing to a you know your health plan or whatever it is this Health, mental health is such an important component of um, our, our society. And um, unfortunately, uh, there's, you know, things that manifest by not getting the proper care and not getting therapy. Um, I've learned so much about um, what happens to the body, what happens to um, just your whole um, daily thought process if you don't attack the trauma and really work on the trauma mm-hmm. you know it manifests into think you know it could be addiction mm-hmm. it can be uh, suicide um you know overeating weight gain i mean there's a lot of things that 
can happen when trauma's not being taken care of. Right, absolutely. So you're talking a lot about like trauma, um, mm-hmm. the trauma care mm-hmm. kind of therapy. So for people that don't know what that is, like mm-hmm. you don't have to share what you personally did, but what does trauma care therapy kind of look like? Well, trauma therapy is, um, so, you know, based on, there's a lot of different guidelines for the state of Florida, but with therapy, um, you know, if someone's a, a, a therapist, they are licensed through the state of Florida to practice um, counseling. And um, trauma therapy is focusing on trauma and those that have been affected by trauma. So the counselors that we work with have experience working on trauma. And trauma is something that's happening to your brain and physically um, when someone's affected by abuse. And I'm, I know that you've studied this and probably could speak to lengths about this more mm-hmm. than I can. Mm-hmm. And, you know, our counselors are the ones that are the specialists in understanding this. And I learned so much from them as well. Um, but the trauma is definitely something that um, it occurs. And in, in just through even our own studies, uh, 95% of those that are affected by abuse, whether it's a child or adult, experience trauma. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And I like how you're kind of bringing it back to the fact that sometimes it's not even someone's fault. Like, okay, it could be like wrong place, wrong time kind of situational, but there are those Mm -hmm. cases where your parents are abusive. So now you kind of think that abuse is the way to go. So Mm -hmm. now you find a partner that's abusive and it is a really cyclical pattern that you, that can take a lot to break that. Yeah. Because some people don't know any better than that. Yeah. And it's generational. And so some of the survivors that come through our program, you know, they, they, they're, it's an eye-opening um, experience when they actually realize, oh my gosh, this is generational. This is something that I've been experiencing for a long time. And sometimes it does mean going back to your past, going back to your history and really digging, you know, because it's, it's a wound that needs to be cleaned and digging into that wound and figuring out, okay, where is this coming from? And, um, you know, really digging deep and it's, can be painful, yeah. But um, once you kind of get through that, then you can better understand what's going on and why these patterns are happening, mm-hmm. and um, what triggers are happening in your daily life. Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah that's mm-hmm. this organization heals to heal is so fortunate to the community for survivors to have. Um, mm-hmm. Your guys' mission statement is dedicated to helping survivors of sexual assault and domestic violence receive the resources necessary for healing. So tell me a little bit about how you guys go about receiving these resources for your clientele. So um, the, for us, um, we, we're kind of unique in the sense that um, we rely heavily on private donors. Um, and so we work really hard to fundraise and um, raise money for this program. And um, so uh, we... Um, love you know the uh, fashion shows that mm-hmm. we do um we have our seventh fashion sh- year, seventh annual fashion show coming up in april um we've been fortunate enough to have so much community support um behind us with supporting this cause and people that recognize the need um we were fortunate to be awarded the lightning hero uh, mm. foundation right grant, the tampa which, bay lightning which actually um was um, $50,000 towards counseling services, which really helped us tremendously. That's amazing. Really amazing. Wow. Um, The fashion shows, um, 
you know, we did the one in Tampa uh-huh. and then we had one in April uh-huh. last year and we have one this April. And so, you know, we we can raise, but, you know, we have such amazing volunteers that all are so passionate and committed uh-huh. to the cause that um, it's a bonding experience as well. But, you know, not to go into depth about that, but, you know, we truly rely on our volunteers mm-hmm. to help raise funds for the cause. And, um, you know, our, our events bring any, you know, anywhere from eighty-five dollars to $120,000. And um, that helps support the program. Wow. And so it's pretty incredible. Um, and uh, the other... Uh, Private grants like the Lightning Foundation, the St. Pete Police Department has their grant, and then also the Seminole, Seminole Hard Rock Casino has been a great um, supporter as well. Um, they have with us. We had a, a check of at least fifty five hundred dollars that was given to us last year. So, all these larger corporations are really recognizing the need and really appreciating what we do and it helps a lot because it also builds awareness right and when there's more awareness there's more people out there knowing that these services are available right absolutely Um, and so um we are we are yet to receive state and federal funding but we're working uh we we've been applying for the victims of crime fund which will help support counseling services and so we're really working through getting state grants without um, having too many barriers right. that will prevent us from, you know, giving quality services. It's all about providing quality counseling services. And um, so, yeah, it's yeah. really important to have that. And, you know, the other thing that's important is having great community partners. Mm-hmm. And the community partners are the ones that um, give their first responders. So they're giving the survivors the information leading them to our program. Mm-hmm. So we have postcards that um, we give to St. Pete Police Department, uh, State Attorney's Office, um, the Casa Shelter, the St. Pete Free Clinic, and mm-hmm. primary, you know, mostly law enforcement, uh, the shelters. Those are your somewhat first responders that are um, coming in contact with the survivors mm-hmm. and really can give them a resource like Heals to Heal and say, here's a valid resource for you to get counseling since mm-hmm. you know you, you can't afford it and um you need, you know you just have been affected by abuse so we really rely on the community partners to help share the program and make sure that people know that you know they can have access to yeah, it's, free counseling services yeah it's really it's like a more in your face way because i'm sure that some people they don't even want to look it up or maybe yeah. they don't even know that they're in a domestic right. violence relationship exactly. so here's the card and that can kind of put on that light bulb mm-hmm. for them that exactly they have a safe place to go and um you know it's always important that they're reporting the abuse you know um it's it's never a good situation where you know, the situation's not being reported. It's, but even if it's a sec- you know, a sexual assault situation on college campus, the case is not being reported. Most likely that person's going to be out there doing the same thing to somebody else. Mm-hmm. So it's really important for people to understand that, you know, they do need to report abuse um, and then get the help that they, for themselves through trauma therapy. Um, so, you know, for us, you know, funding is always, a, you know, always a challenge and we, mm-hmm. we, we wish we could help more people, but mm-hmm. there's, you know, um, we don't have unlimited funding. Mm-hmm. So usually it's, you know, the abuse is within a year. 
Um, and um, it's a recent incident. If they have a police report, that's good. Mm -hmm. um, and it's children, adults, um, and um, have a financial need. Uh, so um, we have, just in St. Petersburg, we have over 6,500 cases. So for us, um, last year we were able to tackle 750 hours of counseling services. So, and that's not even enough. We're trying to double that this mm -hmm. year. But, you right. know, it's a challenge. And I think as the community becomes more aware and more corporate corporations become more aware about maybe what's going on with their employees, they will yeah. continue to understand how important it is to fund and um, sponsor support Heals to Heal. Yeah. And, you know, be able to fund this program because this is a community problem. It's not a problem that we've created. Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> this is a problem that's happening in our community. Mm -hmm. And with this being a community problem, we need community support. And we have great community support, but we also do need government support as well. Yeah, absolutely. And understanding that these individuals need this help in order to really sustain the mental health of our community, these services need to be available and mm -hmm. being provided. Right. And a lot of people kind of shy away from that. Like you're saying, they don't know what's going on with their employees. So no one's, and this is really the main focus of why I'm doing this podcast is mm -hmm. because people kind of like push it away or that's not real. Or so mm -hmm. what if he hit you? Or so what if he put you down? He, my husband called me uh, this word the other day and that doesn't matter. But so it's kind of um, stigmatized a little bit. So I think that it's really important that you guys do get the word out and mm -hmm. you do have the, um, the funding from your private donors and the fashion show that can really even raise awareness from that. Mm -hmm. Um, it is something that's really pushed away a Absolutely. lot of the time. And, um, you know, it's interesting when we do have the events and someone comes to the events and maybe mm -hmm. they've never known anything about our organization mm -hmm. or even, you know, our volunteers, maybe they don't, mm -hmm. you know, and when they start working with us or they get to know who we are and what we do, it's really, it's, it's, a, it's fascinating because they either are, you know, personally affected, they have a friend that's affected, they have a family member, and they're like, oh my gosh, mm -hmm. I had no idea. And then, you know, they're they're sending people to our program, which is amazing. Right. It's so, therapeutic in a way. Yeah. It really mm -hmm. is therapeutic for the people that are at the show to kind of sit there. So do you guys have any of your survivors at mm -hmm. the fashion shows that you guys yes. do? Yeah. So in, um, in Tampa, we had a few of our survivors involved in the show. Um, they came up on stage. Um, they love being at the show. Um, you know, we would like to get them more involved, mm -hmm. but we never like to push our survivors into speaking. You know, they're brave as it is to mm -hmm. have gone through the program and have gone through yeah. the therapy and just making the steps that they have. And so we're very um, cautious, mm -hmm. but um, yeah, they love to be part of the event. They love helping and they always want to give back after receiving such a valuable service. They're oh, so yeah. grateful that they just want to do whatever they can to give back and be involved, which is really cool. Yeah, just, I mean, just how you did. You know, if you connect mm -hmm. with something, you, if you got the help somewhere and you know it works, you just want to yeah. put that light share, onto everybody exactly. else. You want to share it with everybody. You want everyone to know, oh my gosh, this worked for me. And so, um, yeah, it's great. It really is. 
So clients can receive up to 12 free counseling mm-hmm. sessions through the private donors and mm-hmm. through the funds that are raised throughout the Heels to Heal fashion show. Yes. So as I understand it, um, the fashion show is you guys have a bunch of different organizations and companies that kind of have little tables up and are selling their stuff. And how do you guys make the money from the fashion show? So it's through our sponsorships. So um, the corporate sponsorships that are um, – Identified in our sponsorship booklet, we have different levels of sponsorship based on that level. You know, it's the number of seats, um, the different things that they get from a marketing perspective. Um, people can buy individual tickets. Mm-hmm. Um, the um, We do at the event, we have our auction that we do, whether it's a silent auction, live auction. Mm-hmm. Um, we have um, Bid from the Heart where people are giving straight donations. Mm. That must be really fun to see yes. a bid from the heart. Yes. And then um, the vendor tables. So people pay for vendor tables. So all of that between um, the sponsorships of the vendors, the sponsorships of the boutiques, the sponsorships of the corporate sponsors, the tickets, um, all of that just really pulls together into this um, amazing event and it raises a lot of money for the cause and it not only does that, but it builds awareness. Yeah. And it builds awareness with the people that are supporting us. Um, so that's, yeah, it's really, it's, it's pretty incredible. Yeah, definitely. So who do you guys have walking in the fashion show? Are there... Um, oh, the models? Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. So you guys have like models from boutiques mm-hmm. that you guys get the clothing so, from? Yep. So the models actually donate their time. Okay. And which is wonderful. Um, and then the boutiques are, um, you know, featuring 12, 15 looks for each uh, boutique. Um, and so it's it's really um, pretty f- exciting. And yeah. we try to make it a fun event where um, it's not the sit-down table dinner that uh-huh. most charities can be. Um, but um, we try to mix it up a little bit and have this cool lounge seating with um, the fashion show and some interactive um, things going on before the event. So it creates excitement and yeah. people get really excited. And we've had the most incredible team um, put this together. And I, I, we, we could never have done any of this without the volunteers yeah. and the help of the volunteers and the hard work and the dedication and compassion of the volunteers um, to put together this amazing event. Yeah, and that's awesome. It's really exciting. And um, we've... Um, we don't want to pride ourselves on it, but we did win Best of the Bay. Woohoo! Uh, that's you. Tampa Fashion Show, the fashion shows Best of the Bay, and um, so yeah, it's been cool. And I, I've, I've been in uh, corporate retail for twenty years prior to this. Okay. So based on my fashion retail experience and my business sense, I kind of pulled those two together, and that's what. Oh, that's how the right. whole fashion thing. So you combined job. your passion and you, and that's probably why you're so good at it because you're combining what you like truly right. love to do yes. into two things. Wow. Mm-hmm. What a calling. That's amazing. <laughs> and it sounds like the fashion show has a like a positive, upbeat, kind of exciting, laughter, mm-hmm. happiness vibe to it mm-hmm. to a really traumatic experience, which yeah. I think is so incredible. Yeah. It, 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 it really is. Um, it's, you know, it's, it's a fun event. Um, People really get to feel um, what's, you know, feel mm-hmm. what the organization is about. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it just it's, it's a really nice show of community support. Yeah, too. yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. So if someone goes to the show and say how we're kind of talking about, you know, they might realize mm-hmm. that they're in a situation or they might have a friend mm-hmm. that is, they want to get 
they want to use your services. What are the steps that people can go through? So for any of our listeners right now, if they're kind of interested Mm -hmm. or if they fit the criteria, what exactly are the steps to... The best thing to do is to contact us directly um, at our um, resource center here. Um, We've kind of, we're on the verge of, of streamlining the process to make it much easier but there really is one of two ways. One is to contact the resource center directly at the 727-895-5885 number. Um, and um, they can uh, schedule an appointment that way. Based on their situation, uh, we can direct them to the right counselor. So based on, you know, if it's a domestic violence case, um, one counselor might be a little bit more suitable whereas another counselor has done a lot with sexual assault. Mm-hmm. So um, we feel that that's the most effective way is being able to streamline what type of trauma it is and, and, and um, directing it that way. And then the other way is just contacting the counselor directly, which is um, on our cards that we give out and on our website. So that's the most confidential way okay. is contacting the counselor directly. Um, and schedule an appointment with them, let them know I, I heard about you, you know, through a friend or wherever, the, wherever. Um, I, I can't afford services, but I really know I need the help and okay. I need to see somebody. Um, and um, then from there, they schedule their appointment and that's when everything starts. Okay. And so that's really, there's, that's the best way. And then, of course, um, we do have people reach out to us through our website. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a connect button where they can just, um, you know, connect with us that way and send a message. And we can get them connected with a counselor. Um, and that's pretty much the most effective way. Okay. And your guys' website is heals2heal.com. Dot org. Dot org. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. So it's H. E-E-L-S-T-O-H-E-A-L.org. Okay. That is such, that is just like the funnest thing too. <laughs> like the whole thing, it's, it's so interesting because it brings like, and I mean, all of the colors that I see around me, they're mm-hmm. purple, they're healing. Mm-hmm. It's like, it really yeah. does bring a light energy to such a dark thing, mm-hmm. you know? So I think that that's great. You have the lotus flower. Yeah. And so, I, I think I told you put the lotus symbol. Tell me again. Was, so the lotus symbol um, was... Um, created with our marketing uh, team that was donating their services. And and the reason for the Lotus is because, like you mentioned, even though someone's going through a dark, muddy place, mm-hmm. um, the Lotus flower floats above muddy waters, mm-hmm. and um, it floats beautiful above muddy waters. So um, even though someone's going through all this muck in their life, the Lotus is such a beautiful flower, and it just still looks beautiful, even though it's going through the muddy waters so um so that's the whole purpose uh meaning behind the lotus yeah that's such a beautiful symbolism yeah it is i wish that you guys could see all of the the beautiful (laughs) decor over here and we have there's some facts that i see um so in 2017 pinellas county had 6829 reported domestic violence offenses um, the most crucial need amongst Florida's domestic violence survivors after housing is mental health services. So kind of going back to what we were saying too, you know, this does sometimes go hand in hand with homelessness. Sometimes mm-hmm. people are living with someone, yeah. they're either being assaulted, they're, you know, physical, emotional abuse, um, harming pets, over jealous, isolating them from family and friends, using children against them. Um, maybe they need to leave in the night. Mm -hmm. So now they don't really have a house place to go, which then kind of snowballs into, I don't have money. I can't afford services. 
So I think there's a lot that people don't realize that goes into this. Um, I think that it's really minimized a lot of the time. Um, so again, I can't say it enough. I think this organization is so important. Um, and I know that you said that you guys work closely with CASA, which Mm -hmm. is a homeless shelter in Mm -hmm. St. Pete. Mm -hmm. So do they give referrals to you guys for, so Mm -hmm. I know that we're talking about homelessness a little bit right now, but if clients are going there and if they're mentioning that they want to, begin counseling, continue counseling, anything like that, mm-hmm. Does can CASA refer them yes, to you? Yes, absolutely. So there's um, victim advocates that are at the shelter, and they are working with the individuals, and um, we have the postcards that they mm-hmm. can hand out. Um, Jennifer um, tries to schedule appointments with several people that maybe are calling from there mm-hmm. to meet them, Um it's it's really um, important for the advocates to understand what our services are about and understand that um, they're not the counselors are not safety planning. Mm-hmm. They're they're strictly here to help process trauma. Mm-hmm. And if so, by safety planning, that's to keep them from harming themselves plan. or okay, mm-hmm. okay, like an escape plan from okay. their home to the shelter. Uh, okay, that type of situation so it's really um because some people come to you guys with that like i need to get help to get mm-hmm, out right, of my house right and so oh, that's where it's really good to work in conjunction with casa uh-huh. and the advocates there that you know they that's can a problem help. that they actually do that you guys mm-hmm. would probably refer them there if they needed yes absolutely if they, were fleeing. If they need a shelter if they need safety planning uh-huh. it's important to have someone that's right. an advocate at casa working with that individual to help them with that mm-hmm. um and um, up until at least more recently, um, I, you know, we there are no um, counseling services taking place um, at CASA, meaning they don't have counselors on okay. site. Um, whether that's changed or not over the next past few months, I'm not sure. But, um, you know, and that's where um, it's important to have a counselor on site and having Jennifer there at the shelter. People are hearing about her, um, you know, they were talking about Jennifer and saying how wonderful she is and how comfortable I am with mm-hmm. her. So it, it kind of leads other survivors that are staying at the shelter to say, oh, yeah, I'm going to call Jennifer. Right. I'm going to schedule an appointment with Jennifer. And a lot of the challenges, there's, there's limited transportation a lot of the times. Mm-hmm. So that's why Jennifer's going to the shelter because, okay. um, you know, for them to come to the resource center until they actually get themselves into a situation where they're in their new home and have transportation. Um, you know, it's at the moment we don't have um, a resource for transportation. Right, those services, right? I mean, so, you guys are a nonprofit. You're really doing the yeah, best that you right. can at this point. And, I mean, it looks great. So, mm-hmm. yeah. but always you, I know that you would want to strive for more and get those exactly. federal. You know, trans- transportation is important. Um, getting the survivors to and from their appointments, removing them from the environment there to come to their appointment here mm-hmm. is it would be even just therapeutic because they're getting right. away from you know can be a lot of um negativity and mm-hmm. under one roof so it's really getting them here to their services and their appointment and uh so that's something that you know we'll have to work on and, and find a community partner that can provide mm-hmm. some transportation right but in the meantime jennifer does go to the shelter and provides the services there. Yeah. Yeah, definitely just, 
even having like right now I feel lighter just talking mm-hmm. to you, you know, like it, it really does. It, it is therapeutic to talk about mm-hmm. anything kind of surrounding a traumatic experience. Mm-hmm. It really is. Absolutely. So have you, I mean, you've been doing this for 11 years now. Mm-hmm. So have you, can you share with us any kind of success stories that you've sure. seen with your clients? Yeah, I mean, there's many success stories and, um, you know, I get blown away every day by um, either hearing from one of our survivors that really wants to share with me Mm -hmm. to um, a story that the counselors shared with me. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it really is amazing. Um, You know, I I think that there's quite a few and, um, Mm -hmm. you know, one of them, um, I can share one of the situations where... Uh, one of our survivors um, wanted to meet me and, um, you know, just to say thank you for starting this. And, you know, I, I don't know what I would have done without these services, but also um, to share a picture with me of her sneakers. Yeah. And um, the reason why she was showing me that picture is because she wanted to share with me that these are the sneakers that she... Um, was in when she ran from her abuser and um, she she was in a hostage situation and was being held hostage in um, a house that she shared with her abuser and um, you know she took it upon herself to um, escape and really um, was able to escape into a shelter and um, then seek services with us afterwards. But that was really powerful. And um, the other situation is a a survivor that um, um, was brought here from another country by her husband. And um, she was being abused and um, raped and just, you know, pulled away from her family and her successful job that she had there. And... um, she um, took it upon herself to set up an escape plan, and she set up that escape plan mm-hmm. and um, ended up in the shelter and then connected with Heels mm-hmm. to Heal as well. So, yeah. And now um, the one that did escape and did go through being at the shelter for a while and received counseling services, um, she was an, a successful architect in her country, and now she's actually... Um, getting set back up. She's got a new place. She's started a new job and um, she has an opportunity to work with an architecture firm. Wow. And she's just just amazing, brilliant, bright. Um, she's just been so grateful and has been wanting to do everything she can to help us. And so definitely that's one of the many success stories. Yeah. Um, it sounds like she really found herself mm-hmm. through this process. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And just really getting through um, that trauma. You know, um, stalking happens a lot where um, sometimes the abuser is put behind bars and then they learn of them coming out. And, you know, it creates a lot of fear, a lot of um, anxiety. So um, the counselors can help work through some coping techniques mm-hmm. and some coping skills to um, deal with those triggers. Mm-hmm. And so um, all of that's really important. And, and for anybody that's been through trauma and understands how it makes you feel mm-hmm. and how uncontrollable it can be, mm-hmm. um, they know how effective this, these services are right. and why it's important um, and then, you know, of course, quality services and 
We've, we have vetted our counselors to make sure that they are able to work with survivors of abuse and understand the cycle, understand what's going on. Exactly, because mm-hmm. you need to you need to be cognizant of what's mm-hmm. going on and what that leads to, and mm-hmm. you know what these clients are going through. Yeah, anything that is traumatic that they don't have the tools to deal with, they can I'm sure be triggered after yeah. that. They're not dealing with the triggers. They don't have the coping skills. Yeah. That can affect them in a negative way. They could be back. They could, yep. you know, and even how you're talking PTSD mm-hmm. counseling can really help them yep. with coping skills if anything like that comes mm-hmm. up, if any of these thoughts are. Yeah. Um, and yeah. it can, you know, and, and, you know, thinking about your normal everyday activities is, mm-hmm. you know, being able to function and being able to drive a car, being right. able to get to work and not be flustered and. Looking over your shoulder, seeing right. if someone's going to come around yes, the corner. Exactly. So there's all those symptoms that are, um, you know, working through that with the counselor. The counselor, you know, educates the um, survivor on how to, you know, work through those mm-hmm. symptoms and help them, you know, overcome those, um, overcome all of that. Mm-hmm. And making the client realize they're not the only ones. They're not alone because I'm sure that that is a huge thing. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes people don't understand. I can't get in my car. I'm nervous. Someone's following me and someone's saying to them, well, they're not following. Just get out of your head. They're not going to, no one's going to be yeah. there, but you, it's easier. You can't, that's really hard to do right. if you've been through a very traumatic experience. Exactly. So you guys kind of have formed this community within your events and within the fashion show and within kind of talking about your client's experience mm-hmm. that people aren't alone. Mm-hmm. This happens, unfortunately, a lot. But on the positive side, there is a way to get help and yeah. get that support throughout. Yeah. And I think one thing that people have really mentioned about our program is the accessibility mm-hmm. to our program. You know, once they know about our services, um, it's very accessible. Mm-hmm. Like we don't make them jump through a ton of hoops mm-hmm. um, and, you know, they shouldn't have to prove their abuse. I mean, mm-hmm. we, 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 we have um, many survivors that have been just really floored at this accessibility of our services. Mm-hmm. Once they find out who we are and they know, they pick up the phone, they call the center, they call our counselor and they can get connected and get the services that they need. Mm-hmm. Um, that's important. Yeah, um, some, absolutely. Some facilities go have a very long intake process, and um, it's traumatizing just mm-hmm. going through that. It's traumatizing going through the court process, mm-hmm. and you know that's the other thing that counseling and therapy can be very helpful with is, you know, um, if you're reporting something, most likely you're going to be going through a court case. You're going to be going through a hearing, and um, you know the state attorney's office definitely wants to see, you know these these incidents being reported and so therefore you're going through court and it's not the most uh easy process to go through uh, reliving it right essentially victimized again um by being asked questions that just seem like you know intrusive i'm sure yeah yeah so and our you know even our our detectives and advocates recognize that Mm -hmm. you know they they feel bad and they see this happening but it really helps when someone is going through trauma therapy during their court appearances or their court hearings to know, you know, mentally be prepared mm-hmm. and mentally um, realize, recognize that, you know what, there are going to be some triggers that are going to happen during this time. How can I alleviate or mm-hmm. minimize some of these symptoms and what coping skills can I use when I'm in court? Um, 
So, and it's important to go to court. It's important to face the attacker, face the abuser. Um, you know, I think I, it breaks my heart when I hear of um, situations where someone doesn't go to court and they don't show up and they don't, um, and, you know, fear and, of, you know, they probably, if they've been threatened, um, you know, whatever the case may be, um, it's important that they are going to court and they're showing up in court and getting the help from Heels to Heal to counsel mm -hmm. them and, you know, get through the trauma of going to court. Mm -hmm. Like it might, it might get worse before it gets better. Mm -hmm. Like the reliving, right. like you might have to check those boxes of going to court yes. and going through the hard times. And mm -hmm. like you said, maybe facing the abuser and mm -hmm. those are all reliving that trauma. Mm -hmm. But there is hope at the end. Like yeah. it's only to get you through this process. Yes, absolutely. And that's total strength. That's yeah. absolutely strength. Yes. Thank you so much, Melissa, for all the services that you provide Thank to these people. You. It's amazing. Um, so... Just for a little bit of statistics to kind mm -hmm. of get everybody on the, you know, educational page here, um, 1.3 million women are victims of physical assault each year, and more than three um, women in the U.S. are murdered a day by their significant other in the United States. In the state of Florida, I know that you guys are in Pinellas County, um, 107,666 acts of domestic violence were reported to law enforcement in 2015, and that seems to be the high um, thus far. And as I said before, there were some uh, uh, qualifications to be in a DV relationship. I mentioned a few. Um, just for anybody listening, if those kind of struck a light bulb in your head, um, there's always help at the end of this and there's also heels to heal to help you heal. Um, some more kind of criteria are an abuser threatening to commit suicide or kill you. Um, money control, stalking behaviors, as Melissa has stated before. Forcing sexual behaviors goes in hand with sexual assault. Minimizing any behaviors, so an abuser saying that that never happened, kind of um, pushing it away, that it was their fault, it's your fault that this is kind of happening. Um, any assault, controlling behavior, violence, or threat from an intimate partner, um, it could be a spouse, a former spouse, anybody related by blood, um, residing with a family, or if you have a child in common, these are all considered abusers or someone that can be affecting you in a physical, abusive way. Disrespectful and hurtful um, know that you guys have the support out there and this amazing community. Like we said before, the best way to connect is heels to heal.com dot org dot org. <laughs> org. We'll get it one day. Um, maybe that's memory device tool for the <laughs> listeners. It's dot org. So Melissa, thank you again so much for everything okay. today. Thank you. Okay, you guys, and we will see you next week on our next episode of here for it. Thank you.